You are listening to the Grow Law Firm Podcast, where each guest shares actionable, practical ideas with you on how to get more clients, expand your reach, and grow your law firm's revenue and profit. Here's your host, Sasha Burson. Welcome to Grow Law Firm Podcast. I have an amazing guest here today, Stacy Brown Randall. I love the SBR abbreviation. I first heard you on another podcast and I was like, I got to get her on my podcast. You were literally like the first or second person that I reached out to after we started the podcast. I'm like, I got to get her here. <laughs> Here's why. Stacy, as you know, we work with attorneys. We help attorneys make more money. I am the first person to say that everybody loves referrals and I will take a referral and I'm in digital marketing space, but I will take a referral over a lead that comes to my website or over a lead that calls me after visiting my website for a very simple reason. It's numbers. The closing rate on referrals, according to our data, is more than double of closing rate on those leads that come through the website. And I'm in digital marketing, but I'm the first one to admit it, that you're going to get much higher probability of closing business from a warm, warm, warm referral from somebody who likes you, trusts you enough to refer someone to you. Now, what's truly unique about you, and I listened to your audiobook, and I highly recommend it, is that you actually create a system around referral getting. And it's a really easy system to follow. So I'll turn it over to you. And you share with our listeners how you came up with the system and what the system is all about. Yeah, you know, it's interesting when people ask me about the book, they're always like, okay, so this is like a really simple five-step system to generate referrals. And I'm like, yes, it's actually one of 18 strategies, though, that I teach. And they're like, oh my goodness. And I was like, and you don't need them all. But the truth is, it's probably the most popular one that I teach because it's the one that addresses what every business owner needs to pay attention to, which is their low-hanging fruit. I mean, at the end of the day, the ability to generate more referrals from people who have referred you in the past after you've identified them, right, and create a plan to take care of them and use the right language, that's actually the easiest place to start generating more referrals. And one of my favorite things is, and I do work with a lot of attorneys, and one of my favorite things is when I see attorneys, like the light bulb goes off and they're like, oh, wait, I just got to identify the people who've been referring me and then take better care of them and use some different language that feels normal, right? They're like, oh, I can do that. This isn't going to be like, I'm going to ask you to do something that's like awkward and uncomfortable and you're like, I'd rather go hide in the library for the next 10 hours. It's one of those things that I think when people realize that it's not complicated. Yes, you got to think about it a little bit differently, but it's not complicated. And the idea from that perspective is that the easiest thing to do is to generate more referrals from people already referring you. Now, that doesn't help the attorney who's like, wait, I don't have anybody referring me. So there's another strategy for that. But it really does come down to understanding who these people are and then understanding the science behind how you take care of them so that you can generate more referrals from them. And it's not your e-newsletter. And it's not you sending them a text message every 60 days saying, hey, buddy, what's up? Thinking that's just going to trigger them into or nudge them into sending you referrals. It's really taking some time to actually figure out who these people are and develop relationships with them. And then, of course, obviously, we teach a strategy behind that. So you're not just having 7 million cups of coffee every single day of your life because 
Nobody has time for that either. Definitely not any attorneys. One of the things I think when people first learn about my strategy and my system and what I teach, there's a little bit, and I don't know if you had this, but there's a little bit of the, oh yeah, kind of moment. Like, of course, that would make sense that I would figure out who's been referring me and then take better care of them to get more referrals from them. And I don't just mean you're going to send them flowers every month either. Like there was actually a strategy and a science behind how this works. But, you know, it's that idea, like, of course, I want to take care of the people who want to take care of my business. And it's a pretty simple concept when people first think about it. And it's one of those things is like, when people read my book, they're like, this is something I can do. You know, knowing you probably felt that same way. You're like, this is something I could do. This is something I can put into place. This is something I can execute on. And recognizing that it is your business's low-hanging fruit. So there's the ability to get you the fastest success with that strategy. But there are other strategies that'll help you get better at referrals. Or maybe if you don't have anybody referring, you start generating referrals. And there's other things you can do to truly build a referable business. I want to add a couple of flashes to what you just said. Number one, to get our listeners a little more excited about this. Let's talk about numbers because people come to listen to this podcast because they want to grow their law firm. They want to make more money. I just came back from a lawyer conference in Vegas, MTMP. Holy cow, that was the most boring thing ever (laughs) from marketing and sales standpoint. I kid you not, people were there on the stage. There was a panel and they talk about marketing and sales, but it's so dry. And I felt that it was so dry because they didn't focus on like the final outcome that they should have talked about, which is how do we all make money from this, right? So let's use a scenario where we're talking about an estate planning slash probate lawyers. They're very referable, like super referable, right? But most of them, and we have plenty of clients in that space, do not leverage their connections to get more business. Here's how it works. An average engagement is worth $5,000. Lowest rate, on referred business is about 60%. Lowest rate on digital marketing deliberate leads is about 25%. So 40 referrals a year, and I'm using that number because in your book, you used an example of an attorney. I forget exactly what practice area she is in, but you said that she went from like six, eight referrals a year to something like 40 referrals a year. And I'm thinking like 40 referrals a year at the close rate of 60% equals to 24 new clients times $5,000. There's $120,000 at the end of that referral repo in one year. Second year, third year, you do it for 10 years. And what Stacy is teaching is like super easy. <laughs> but as Jim Rohn rightfully put it 20 some years ago, what's easy to do is even easier not to do. So it's kind of like exercising, right? So point number one is there's a lot of money to be made from what Stacy is teaching from her system. And if you only listen to this podcast, or if you only read or listen to the book, there's a very high probability you're not going to do it. Let me explain why. And and here's a little pitch for your services, for your consulting program. Here's why I talk about I like football. I watch Kenneth Fowl. I cannot play football for shit. <laughs> so if you only listen to this podcast and then you get the book, which I highly recommend because it will spell everything out in a much better way that we can do here in 10, 15, 20, 25 minutes. You listen to the book. If you love the book, and I can always like almost swear by it, 
reach out to Stacy. She will be that coach who will take you from like, I'm getting three, four, five, six referrals a year to 30, 40, 50 referrals a year. And by the way, your investment into getting her to work with you at the end of the day is going to be zero because it will pay for itself 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 100 times off. The only people who I want on this podcast are those who can help lawyers make more money and the payout or payoff for that investment would be incredibly fast. Payoff on working with you, as far as I understand, is like one or two pounds. Like that's the break-even point. And then you're off to the races and it's just a pure profit that you wish you would have had like 20 years ago when you started your law firm, <laughs> but you didn't. But now you're listening to this, you're getting the book, you're connecting with SBR. I like SBR, Stacey on Rebel. I heard you use that in another podcast and she'll help you out. Let's talk specifics. There are five steps in the book that you'll outline that are part of your system. And once again, when you listen to this, I beg you, do not stop with this. Like, I got it. I'm going to do it now. And then you don't because you probably <laughs> won't. But listen, listen to these five steps and you will see how incredibly simple they are. Yeah. So I feel like we need to give the title of the book, which I don't think we've said yet, which is uh, Generating Business Referrals Without Asking. So you can grab the book, Generating Business Referrals Without Asking, anywhere books are sold. So it's available on Amazon or your local bookstore as well. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because, all right, so let me walk through those five steps. But before I do that, I also want to meet your audience right where they are. So you talked about um, the attorney that I uh, talk about in the book. Her name's Amanda. She actually does personal injury. But this works across different types of law that different people are going to be doing. So, but you all show up in a different place. So like I'm thinking about Catherine, who's a business attorney who averaged 12 referrals a year. And then after implementing my system, she went to 40 referrals in her first year. So from 12 on average to 40 referrals in her first year, then this is why it matters. She kept it going and then got 52 referrals, brand new referrals the next year, 67 referrals the next year, 62 referrals the year after that, which is actually the year of COVID, and 82 referrals last year because she consistently executed on the program. I have another attorney, Stephen, out of Kentucky, and he got 30 referrals in the first 45 days. And that type of attorney to me is someone who's like sitting on so much. They don't even know what they're sitting on, right? They don't even know the results of what they're sitting on in terms of all this opportunity that exists for them to be generating referrals. And he was like, I can't believe I've been sitting on people like this, right? That could have been referring me all along, but I didn't know how to take care of them. I didn't know how to generate those referrals from them naturally in a way that I would like. And then we have other people who come to me. They're like, hey, I'm getting a good number of referrals. I get like 30 or 40 a year. And I'm like, great, what would that look like to take you to 60 or 70 or 80 and a year, right? So it really just depends. We kind of meet everybody where they are. The strategies are the same, right? It just depends on what we're looking for from that perspective of those results. So I think that's really important. I work with a lot of attorneys, as you said, that's why I talk about them in the book as well. But I work with a lot of them in multitude of my different programs. And what I love about working with attorneys, <laughs> and I think you can appreciate this, for the ones that at least decide to work with me, they're really good and have those results because they do what I tell them. And they, they do the work, right? Like they follow the process, they trust it, they do it, they tweak it, and then they get feedback when they need it. And then they see it work and they're like, of course, I'm going to keep this going, right? There's no difference between, I mean, I talked about Rick, Stephen, Catherine, and Amanda. Four different types of law, like Rick does intellectual property, Amanda does personal injury, and then Catherine does business law, and Stephen does wills and estates. Like 
It's just about doing it from where you're starting from to have the results that you want. But as you asked, and what they all put into place that I would want everybody to put into place is if you know that you have people referring you now, here's your five steps. Step number one is you need to identify who those people are. And I don't actually need your anecdotal evidence. I don't know who you think it is or who you believe it to be or who you're pretty sure because you grab a beer with them every month and you guys talk about business and they talk about referring you. Have they actually referred you? The only place to pull that information is in your data. So who are your clients from the last couple of years and how do they learn about you? And I pray you've been tracking this and Leo or something, some system, some CRM, you're doing something, right? Where you're tracking where your clients are coming from. And if they're coming by a referral, they've been referred to you by someone else, you're tracking the referral sources name. That's really important. So the first thing we do is we identify who are our existing referral sources. Now, remember, if you go through this and you're like, I don't have any referral sources, I'm one year in, I'm seven years in, and I've never cultivated referrals. Obviously, I would start you in a different strategy. You wouldn't start with this strategy because this strategy is based on identifying your referral sources. Then I want to make sure that you have a fundamental process in place, which is you know how to thank people. And I know how elementary that sounds. Like, of course, I know how to thank people. But if you're not taking the time to write a handwritten thank you note every single time somebody refers to you, you're missing out on an opportunity to connect with them on a completely different level. And that's a piece people overlook. Your email and your text message of a thank you are forgotten in a moment because they're really just more noise or digital noise in my digital inbox. But a handwritten card, I'm going to receive it. I'm probably going to put it somewhere. It's going to have some longevity to it. It's probably not sitting on my desk a year from now, but it probably will be for the next couple of weeks. And there's a longevity there. And then you using the right language and that obviously helps too. But you've got to identify your referral sources. Every time they refer you, you have to send a handwritten thank you note. And then steps really three, four, and five, you can think about them this way. In between receiving referrals and you sending a thank you note, how are you going to nurture that relationship? How are you going to take care of those referral sources? I'm going to teach you to build out a referral plan. But in a 12-month period, you're probably looking at five, maybe six different outreaches or what we call touch points to those referral sources mixed in with the next step, which is the right language is you're not using the right language, right? We're not planting referral seeds. And I specifically teach you should never ask. You should never compensate, which lawyers can't anyway, so it doesn't really matter. And you should never try to be promotional and gimmicky that you really need to focus on nurturing that relationship and planting the referral seeds so it comes across indirectly in that subconscious level of thinking about you from that referral perspective. And then that final step is you better make it a process so you actually do it when it's time to do it. Like you build out a plan of 12 months and you know the five different touch points or outreaches you're gonna do. Well, when it's time to do the one in November, you can't just wait till February and have ignored your referral sources for four months. You gotta do it. So the final step is creating this. We talk a lot in our program about you can delegate, you can outsource, but there are some things you're going to have to do yourself or someone on your team is going to have to do them as well. And that's really important for people to think through that as they're building out this strategy. This is not a build it, think about it, and yep, I bet they'll come. This is a build it, execute on it, and then you'll reap the reward and the benefits. My assumption is that when people just start out implementing your program in their law firm, it does not go very smoothly. I want to make sure that whoever goes through the process, they do not get discouraged. Like any sport or anything new, any new skill that you learn, 
it will not come out perfect out of the gate. It just doesn't work like that. That's okay. It's interesting. What I find when people go through my program, depending on how I'm having them start, it also, a lot of it depends on two things. <laughs> Number one, are you half listening to what I'm telling you? Or are you really engaged and paying attention? Because the only thing that's hard about what I'm teaching you is you getting confused in your head because you're either trying to go too fast or you're not listening to what I'm saying. I had somebody in my program, he actually works with, he's not an attorney, but he works with attorneys. He does a lot of work with attorneys as like a main source of referrals for him. And he literally watched one of the training modules. And then he came back to me and asked me a bunch of questions. And I said, I need you to go watch it again. So he was like, um, okay. And he went back and he watched it again. And he came back. And he was like, I don't know what I was doing the first time I watched that training module, but it's like I heard brand new stuff for the first time. I'm like, because you were multitasking. We know who you are. The business owner, you're all doing it, right? We all do it on some level. You're multitasking. You can also, you can also multitask in your, in your. Yes. Like you do not have to be doing something else. You can be like, it seems like I'm listening, but then I really listen. But am I really paying attention? Right. It's like, you know, it's really moment. paying attention. Am I really learning or am I thinking about something else? It's true because what I teach people and what I tell people is at the end of the day, sometimes I feel like I'm reminding you of how to be a good person. And I know that's an oversimplification. Oh, but it could be true. Right. But it's absolutely true. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like remembering how to be a good person. And guess what? Most people are like, oh, that kind of stings, Stacey. Your intentions mean crap. I thought about doing best intentions right. count. No, they don't. Your intentions are crap. It's like my kids telling me, I mean, I thought about emptying the dishwasher. Well, it doesn't help me if the dishwasher is then not emptied because you thought about it. Like your intentions are crap. They don't matter. Not in this case. I'm sure in other cases they matter. But, and that's the thing I think people have to remember. Like when I talk about Steven getting 30 referrals, I think it was actually like 32 or something in 45 days, or Catherine going from 12 referrals to 40 in a year, or Rick going from 30 to 60 something in his first year. It's because they took in the information, they trusted the process. And it's easy, I think, to trust the process because you're going to sound like a normal human. I'm not interested in teaching you anything that's going to be awkward or uncomfortable for you. And then they trusted the process, but then they executed. So I've had all of them on my podcast before and they always are like, Stacy, thank you so much. Like this has changed my practice. And I'm like, hey, I'm happy to take all the credit that I can possibly take. But at the end of the day, you did the work and you did it and you took care of your referral sources. And that's why you got to reap the benefits. So from a practical standpoint, I think everybody who was listening and paid attention to what you were saying, <laughs> those five steps are really easy to understand, right? Now, what a lot of lawyers for Europe see, a lot of lawyers who we work with are incredibly busy people. We can argue about how productive that really busy work is, right? Like if you were getting more cases, you'd be able to afford another paralegal and you wouldn't be that busy doing cases and you would be busier making money than doing the busy work, right? But that's, that's a thing aside. When we think about your clients who have actually gone through the process, through the training process, have implemented those systems, double, triple, quadruple the number of referrals they were getting in the first four months after implementing or within the first year of implementing your program. How much time does that take? Because I know that that is what people who are listening to this are thinking. 
Yeah, it's an awesome question. We average it out when we look at how much time people are spending executing on this one particular strategy we're talking about, which is for existing referral sources. And it's usually going to range somewhere for an individual business owner. Kind of depends on how much of a control freak they are, but it's going to range somewhere in the... They are. Wait, some are, right? We're looking at usually somewhere between 20 and 30 hours in a year. 20 to 30 hours in a year. It is not even a week's worth of work to implement the strategy because what we teach is this idea of being memorable and meaningful with the outreach you're doing. And do not hear me say that and think you've got to go buy gifts because that's not what we're talking about. It's the idea of being memorable and meaningful so that you have a longer memory runway. So you're remembered longer, which means you get to do less. Because what you do actually matters and impacts them. One of the things I always like to remind my clients of is that at the end of the day, I have to be able to impact how my referral sources feel about me to be able to direct how they think about me. So we have to create impact in that relationship, but nobody needs coffee with you every month. And nobody needs to be getting in a text thread back and forth where you're asking, you're like, hey, bud, what's up? And you're like trying to get around to like asking about referrals, but not trying to do it right. Like you don't need to spend that kind of time. But what you do have to do is be memorable and meaningful. And that is important. Isn't it enough to deliver good quality service and then send them a pen or a pencil or a mug and a holiday card? Isn't that enough? (laughs) I love the fact that you listened to the book prior to us having this conversation. Uh, but I, I know that's what lawyers do, right? Like, like here's my pen. It's a beautiful pen. You click it and it lights right. up in the middle. So cool. So right? cool. You obviously are going to send me referrals. Didn't send mods. I was kidding about mods, but pens, that's a big item among lawyers. There are like, like so, a lot of lawyers that I've seen, like they'll do handing out pens and sending holiday cards. And so here's yeah. what I tell people when we're dealing with referral sources, you don't send promo swag, right? You don't send things with your logo on them. You don't send promotional items because promotional items have your logo on it. And one of the platinum principles that we teach is that the touch points have to be all about our referral sources. So a mug with my logo on it is all about me. It is not all about them. So we have to think through like, what do they need? Not necessarily what are you just dying to get out of your promotional swag closet. Now, that's different from client experience. You can do whatever you want with promotional and logo. Dive. You can send every client you want with that really cool pen. It's not going to necessarily trigger referrals, so lower your expectations on that. But you can definitely do that. But with referral sources, when we're talking about our outreach, we're not doing pens. And it's really funny that you brought up mugs because in one of our group coaching calls, somebody was thinking about sending a coffee mug as one of their touch points. And I was like, I okay. Right. Oh, no, no, no. They know better because they're in my program. They would never put their logo on it. But even the idea of a mug. And I asked, we had, you know, everybody that was on, we're all on Zoom, right? We're looking at like the Brady Bunch, all of our pictures on Zoom. And we're sitting there and I said, raise your hand if you need another coffee mug in your cabinet. Not one single hand. How does that go? One up. Because meaningful and memorable means something different. So can you give an example? Part of the communication plan, five, six touch points in the year's time. What does one of those touch points and give us something original? What does it look like? Okay. The ideas that people come up with at the end of the day, they will always be what is unique and needed and necessary for their 
referral sources. So what I may give as a suggestion right now, maybe wouldn't work with you, right? Depending on who your referral sources are. But one of the examples I'd like to always talk about is when I was doing this for my own business, right? When I was a productivity and business coach before, as I was creating this process, and then now, of course, um, do it for my own business, but teach others on this whole referral strategy. But when I was a business and productivity coach, I used to recognize that my top referral sources were business owners that were also parents. So a touch point that I recognized during the year was actually Mother's Day and Father's Day. It's not for everybody to recognize, but on Mother's Day, I sent a water bottle, a Wonder Woman water bottle to my referral sources. And it was just obviously to the females. Let me just clarify that really fast. I sent a Wonder Woman water bottle to my referral sources. They'd never gotten anything like that from me before, right? And the language is about like, hey, never forget you are a hero, right? And that basic language of I see you and recognizing that. Now, did I do it every Mother's Day? Of course not. That's not what we're looking for. But it was that one opportunity to send something memorable and meaningful. And can you imagine, do you think anybody actually forgot who gave them that water bottle? No. Because it had it was memorable and meaningful. Memorable, meaningful, unexpected, unearned. Like they didn't have to pay for it. They didn't do anything in exchange for that. It's just a gift. Yeah. So, and I keep on thinking about like, how would I, if you were like telling me all this and be like, Safi, you could be doing this. God, but then I need to come up with a communication plan for every year and would look different. How would they implement this? Do you teach this? I'm not trying to really reveal everything, but do you teach like creation of plan and more importantly, implementation of that plan into your like daily business practice? And also do you teach these lawyers who could be implementing it? Because I assume that if you simply levy all this work on lawyers, not all, but most of them will not do it because they have other things to take care of. Yeah. So I do. The way I like to describe this is, is that I know and I recognize a good referral plan when I see it. So we break it down with their sample plans. There's a formula of how we teach it. There's a science-backed framework of how to help you come up with your ideas. There are examples upon examples upon ideas that you can use. Like all the pieces are there that we teach through our program, whether you're in my group coaching experience and we're going to have conversations about it, or you're just going through one of my online programs and you're going to learn the information there. It's all the same. I am very clear about how we teach it. And whether you're in my online program or my group coaching experience, or I'm working with you on a VIP day, I'm going to give you feedback on what you build so that you know you are headed in the right direction. That's really, really important. And then, yes, there's actually an entire module around that we call it processitizing, which I recognize is not a word, love but it. it's our version. I love of, it. It makes yeah, sense. It's our version of systematizing. But this processitizing. And so we do talk about what parts you need to be doing and what parts you can obviously delegate or outsource to someone else. And even inside my group coaching program, I have a number of attorneys that send a team member and they're the ones learning the information. They're the ones who are going to implement it. They're the ones who are going to be asking me questions. And then they are going back and telling the attorney, okay, here's what I need you to do. And then I've got all this other stuff covered that Stacey and I have worked through. So sometimes it's actually just the assistant that's hanging out with me. I've lots of times it's, I have a lot of attorneys that show up themselves and then some who show up with their assistants or marketing person, or, and then some people who just send the marketing person. Do you charge for a second person in the group if they're coming from the same company? No. Nope. nope. So let's imagine that you and I today decide to become partners and we buy a law firm. So we have legal background, right? We buy a law firm and there are five attorneys there. 
And we're like, our priority number one is to increase revenue by a million dollars in the next 12 months. Average case value is $5,000. So we need to add 200 cases, 200 clients. What three practical things are we going to do with them from what you teach referral systems so that they would actually generate that additional million dollars? And we're going to pay them like 70% of it. So they're actually each going to make like another $140,000 a year from what they learn from you. What do we do? What do you teach them? I think it goes back to everything that we've been talking about. There isn't anything special that I would say that we probably haven't talked about already. Is like we're first going to identify who your referral sources are, and then we're going to identify who's going to be the owner of that relationship. And then we're going to make sure you create the right plan and execute on it consistently throughout the year. How fast, in your experience, an average Joe or Jane learned this? Oh, you can learn it in hours. Implementation's a different story, though. How long does it take to implement on average? Somebody who's like really determined to increase their personal income by six figures in the first 12 months. Okay, some of this is all going to be based on what you're starting with. So if you're starting with referral sources already, and then we can work from having like that low-hanging fruit, then we're probably going to move a lot faster. If you don't have any referral sources, it takes a little bit longer to get someone to refer you that's never referred you. And you have to have a little bit more patience with that. But it all depends on where they're starting from and what that ultimately looks like of how quickly they'll move. But really, I have folks that like, I can spend a day with them and teach them what they need to know and they can start implementing it right away. And like the example of Stephen I gave, like I don't guarantee any one person's specific success because I don't know what you're starting from until I looked inside under the hood, right? And I looked inside your business, but Stephen generated 30 referrals for new clients and for, for his first 45 days. So it just really depends on where you're starting from. And then we use a formula to determine what we expect your first year goal to be after the results that we've seen based on where you're starting from. So very similar approach in the sense, like, like how we approach things. Whenever a new client comes to us, we'll look at point A, where they are today, like right here. And then we talk about point B, where they want to be 12 months from now. And then we build a bridge. Like, here's how you're going to travel from point A yep. to point B. Exactly. Here's how much it's going to take in terms of time, energy, and money. And we'll get you here based on this factor, this factor, this factor, and this factor. And we're going to play as a team. In marketing, we do most of the work and our clients do a little bit of work. Here, with this much lower hanging fruit than a lot of marketing, they would have to right. do some of the work. But mostly, it would probably be their assistants. Yeah, I mean, I certainly recommend it. It's whoever you're going to have hold accountable to actually implementing it. That's who I definitely want doing the work. <laughs> That's how I know you're going to have success. And then part, you teach that in that process of size. Process of dining. <laughs> yeah. Process of There you go. I can't yeah. remember it, but cool. So in that process, you talk to them about this, this, and that. So right. amazing information. I assume that any lawyer who has been practicing for some time, who knows other attorneys and other centers of influence who can refer business to them, who has had at least a few dozen clients, can probably implement this and add six figures in personal income in 12 months, as long as they do it. Not like how I watch football, like I still can't play it, but they watch it. As long as they watch or listen to the audiobook or read the book, then train with you, then implement. I see no barrier to making additional six figures from this. If your client, average client case value is like five grand a month, we do five grand a case, which is super easy for most lawyers. This is just a gimme. Go get it. Thank, thank you. Yeah, for sure. That. Stacey, how do people connect with you? 
Yep. Website's the best place. StacyBrownRandall.com is the home base. It's where you can always find me. We've got lots of information on the website, but click on the programs tab and you can learn about ways to work with me as well. Well, we'll put that link in the show notes. Perfect. Thank you so incredibly very much. And the disclaimer, like we're looking to hire Stacy to learn her private problem in depth. Yeah. Because guess who is really bad at getting referrals? <laughs> By the way, not because our service sucks. Our service is amazing and vast majority of our clients tell us so. We survey them every single month, but we don't know how to get referrals. You just, it's got to learn it and we'll know it. Yep, absolutely. Well, I look forward to working with you guys and any of your listeners. Awesome. Thank you so much, Stacey. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Grow Law Firm podcast. If you liked the ideas shared in this episode, help a fellow lawyer out by sharing a link to the episode. This episode is powered by the team of experts in client attraction, growlawfirm.com. Do you want a complimentary growth plan for your law firm? Request it at growlawfirm.com slash blueprint.